We are all unique, and how each of us moves through life by working with the unseen, spiritual parts of us looks different. If one way you access support is through books, and you haven't tried the Soulquake Survival Guide yet, today's a great day to try it before you buy it. Head to the show notes where I have a link for you to receive a free PDF of the first chapter. Enjoy the first chapter, and if you love it, you can find it on Amazon Worldwide in paperback, audio, and ebook. Your journey matters, my friend, and reviving your connection to spirit in earth-shaking times can be a game changer. Welcome to Enthusiastically Spiritual. I'm your host, Teresa Schantz. I am an enthusiastic soul passionate about the spiritual part of life. Spirituality today is like an indulgent dessert buffet filled to the brim with unique offerings and services from amazing souls around the world. Join me in chowing down on some mini morsel bites to satisfy your spiritual sweet tooth starting now. If you could think back to your first few cycles of life, how were they? Who raised you? How did the environment support the spiritual part of your being? How many concepts and beliefs did you pick up from those who raised you and the environment? And how often did you believe what you were told as a child? Well, my guest today, when he was a child, he was told he would be medicated his whole life for an autoimmune skin condition. Simple pleasures of life, such as enjoying a shower, a desired meal, or a good night's rest were not available for him. He was helpless and he needed people to take care of him constantly. At 16, he woke up to the truth that his health was his responsibility and set forth on a journey of self-healing. He sought out master healers and mentors of personal and planetary healing from diverse traditions globally. At 15, not only did he recover, he also became more empowered in his energy, creativity, and leadership. He tapped into his greatest human potential. His name is Kyron Yang, and his journey of self-healing led him to create a signature system called LifeQuest. Using his certifications in evolutionary astrology, nature-connected coaching, the lifeline technique, he now supports people from all around the world in healing in deep and profound ways. He helps purpose-driven entrepreneurs, creators, and healers who are suffering with burnout, overwhelmed stress, and imbalanced lifestyle to thrive in their health and energy, tap into greater creativity, and love the work they do while enjoying the simple pleasures of life. This is Chiron's journey. And this is also his second visit to share on Enthusiastically Spiritual, and I'm honored to have him back to share more. Welcome, Chiron. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm super excited you're back because we've got some things to talk about. <laughs> since you oh, yeah, we time. definitely. Yeah, we definitely do. And since the last time I spoke on here, we um, definitely have evolved my work quite a bit. Yeah. And so yeah. I really want to first tap into that self-healing component that you accessed when you were from a young child up until your, you know, your teenage years and then beyond. I mean, you were on seriously a healing and spiritual journey. So if you'd like to share a bit more about that with the listeners, that would be great. Yeah. Um, I think the healing journey started before I was born or even during birth itself. Um, what I've known digging about my past is that, uh, 
I had a pretty serious birth trauma, right? And I think that's something we overlooked a lot. And especially in the study of astrology, um, our birth chart is imprinted when we are born, right? And it tells the story of the entire soul's journey from the past to this life and potentially the future. So um, I obviously had a very traumatic birth and, um, and as well as my mom, and that creates the deep disconnection between um, me and this world really, because when you don't get to touch or be hugged by your mom after you're born, um, that creates a deep distrust of this world. It's not safe. And so I always have that feeling that whatever I do in this world, it's not safe. And, uh, you know, lo and behold, by the time I was five, um, uh, skin symptoms starts to show up, which is very deeply connected to the gut. And by the time when I was seven, I was heavily medicated and I've been medicated for the next 10 years all the way to our 16, 17, where I had that insight, wow, I cannot go forward like this anymore. I had to, you know, take responsibility in my life. And I guess my turning point came in when I picked up the book, Spontaneous Healing by Dr. Andrew Wheel. And it was the first time I heard the concept, wow, the body could heal itself. But before that, the narrative is like, you need something external to fix something about you that is problematic then you can yield. <laughs> so, so yeah, that's the, the, I think that's a lot of causes to um, a health dysfunction. Like, like the name is ease, right? It's, it's, it's a state of not at ease, right? And it's not a linear thing of like just silencing the symptoms. Right. And um, also along with this, with your, obviously your journey, I mean, everyone goes through this hero's journey, what I'd like to call it, because it's really getting to the to access and to get to the point where, where you're healing and you're moving forward at the best authentic self that you can. And so in this journey for yourself, I mean, you really, you, you came into this pretty young. I mean, in your early 20s, what I, I was kind of when you kind of came into astrology and really understanding more about who you are and the um, and accessing these tools to really give you the the continuity to put together all you put together at, at really, I mean, I think at a, a beautiful young age. And yeah, so I'd like yeah. to talk a little bit about that and about your journey, a little more in depth about that. So I definitely walked the road less traveled. <laughs> <laughs> and and it, it's it's as if it's it's a huge calling. Like, you know, like you say, it's it, it's the hero's journey. Like if you put this situation in any buddy in the 20s who was trying to fit into society he was trying to be part of a clique or a group of people because that time's initiation into adulthood right who are you you know that that identity crisis hits so deeply um in many of us but many of us had that luxury to ignore the signs right mm -hmm. so life gave me this huge bomb or you know throws me in into this deep initiation and of, of, of health crisis after one another. And no matter what I did, you know, I, I've tried so many different diets, different protocols on gut healing and skin healing and, and really none of it worked, you know, and until I met um, one of the indigenous um, shaman who I sat in, in ayahuasca uh, uh, medicine ceremony, and what I've learned is that, you know, the symptoms are not the problem. It's they are the messengers. Don't kill the messengers. Receive the message. Then you can heal. 
right? So, so when we go into medication mode, we try to fix things. We try to, even with alternative healing, right? The intent, if the intention is based on trying to get rid of the state of disease, and we don't receive that message, then the, the process of healing is interrupted. The process of the hero's journey is interrupted. So I didn't stop even when my symptoms, you know, was soothed or when I have the comfort of my feeling, feeling okay. The thing is, <laughs> it just keep coming back every year. And I was going through university. I was doing the life coaching classes, astrology classes. I mean, that's when I, I met you, Teresa. And I just, it just went on. I thought, I thought when I learned these things, it will be fine, you know. But um, it seems like, you know, the holy grail, of health and healing is more than just a spiritual quest to get knowledge or something. Um, but eventually, you know, um, what I've learned is actually humbling myself and reconnecting to the message, right? And reconnecting to the authenticity that is emerging. Because the fact when we repress and suppress our authenticity, we are basically repressing our life force, right? We're using our life force to repress our life force. And then when we add drugs and things, it gets even worse. Um, I mean, I mean, I have nothing against drugs and medication. You know, it's, it saves lives. It, it creates um, opportunity for people to heal quicker, to go to conferences, but it's not a long-term solution, right? And, and what I have is a long-term journey. That's why it's a chronic autoimmune skin problem. Then... But when I understood the message, right, skin, if you want to be comfortable in your own skin, you got to be comfortable with yourself. I got to be loving and authentic to who I am and just embrace the truth of what I am. It all starts on the inside, right? Yeah, but stimulated from the external uh, world and environment. Um, they act as a mirror. And what I've learned from um, Nature Connection is nature is a true mirror. And nature is not outside of us, it's within us and inside of us, like you said, you know. Um, my body is nature. It's telling me something with, with these symptoms. <laughs> yeah. And it's interesting too, for my, I always look at like, I look at everything like a mirror. I look at like the world where it's at as a mirror. There's a lot of anger. There's a lot of people who are in the inside, just in turmoil and in, um, and in somewhat disease, like what you're talking about. But and so that shows up on the outside. So we're having war. We've got, you know, um, pandemics. We have isolation. We've got. And to me, it's all, you know, um, I, I saw it at the beginning, like an egg cracking, like, OK, so now it's time for each person individually, which is really what this journey is about. Anyway, it's about my journey, your journey individually, and then coming together collectively and figuring out how do I move forward in all that's going on in my, my inner system and showing up on my outer system. Cause I too, through the years have had psoriasis. I've, I've had awful skin issues when I was honestly in turmoil on the inside. Mm -hmm. So it's really helping people. Um, I guess what I really want to share is, is trying to help people understand how what's on the outside is really an, a reflection of the inside and how can they get some help and have hope moving forward in the world we're living in, which seems kind of helpless at times. And I know you've got some great tools and techniques that you can share with people on how to access and to step into some of that more hope in their lives and maybe what they're feeling right now. Sure. Um, but let me just um, mention something really quickly, because I think it's really important for us to understand this. 
because I didn't understand this and it's a game changer when I understood it and actually experienced it. First of all, the world is not broken. We like to think it is, right? And we like to think that it needs to be fixed. It likes to, it needs to be resolved through this or that. And that's why we need to step up with some sense of urgency to, to you know, for example, activism and in, in many different ways, right? Um, I'm not saying and discarding the ways of acting on the world is invalid, you know, because it's not an either or thing, but a both end thing. But we need to understand that that real change comes from within. And my school's motto, my university motto, I go to Naropa University, is like transform yourself, transform the world, right? And Gandhi even said it, be the change you want to see in the world. And my mentor you know, of the lifeline technique, he says, world peace through inner peace. If there's no inner peace, if the intention comes from a place of disconnection, we will keep continue to make actions of disconnection. So it starts there to shift this mindset. And this hopelessness is, is, is coming from a place where I can't do anything about the world. The world is always bigger than me. Definitely. You're not meant to save the world. You're not meant because the world is not broken. Mm-hmm. All right. So, so it starts there. And that realization shifted a lot of my self-righteousness about what, other, what others are doing, you know about what I am doing. Am I doubting myself or am I judging others? Because that has to go, right? Instead, what needs to happen is to embrace who you are and, and remembering who you are. Um, I don't see elements of nature having trouble remembering who they are and what they're <laughs> here to do. They don't go like, the fish don't judge the bird. Why are you flying? And a bird doesn't judge the fish. Why are you swimming? Right. I mean, who knows what's going on in their mind, but, but it seems like it's only us humans who are struggling with, uh, you know, our existential purpose being human because it seems, it seems like there's an ideal that we might have that we are always chasing after. But, but the greatest ideal is really within you and exists within you and, and intelligence that is so powerful. Right. To, to become what you need to become. Just like a seed, a mango tree, a mango seed will become a mango tree and, and gives out mango fruit. And, and this is what I say to people, right? When, when it does what it needs to do, the mango tree contributes in ways that you wouldn't imagine, but just by being itself. So when it comes to being, you know, in the world and serving the, truly serving the world, I, this is my belief and, and again, it's not an either or thing. It's not an absolute thing, right? It's to simply just be you, truthfully, 100% you. And when you can be that, you're serving the world more than you think. Yeah, and um, I'll also think about the fact that every person, no matter what you're doing, you can be masterful in that you could be, um, you know, throwing the garbage out. You could be at the grocery store. Everyone plays a role in this beautiful collective of what we're here to do and everyone's purpose can be magical no matter what you're doing and where you're at, but it's just stepping into that and realizing, like you said about remembering who you are. Well, that's been such, it's been on every single interview I've had is we're all here to help people remember who they are and to step into who they are as a being and loving themselves. Yeah. 
Yeah, definitely. And and going back to what you said about the out, the outer world is a reflection of you know our inner state as a collective. Um, when the pandemic hit, uh, the virus COVID nineteen hits. I thought that was not the only pandemic that was hitting each and every one of us, right? Um, yes, there's the physical virus that's going on out there in the world, um, affecting our lungs and the way we breathe. But there's also a thought virus <laughs> affecting each and every one of us, you know, th- uh, putting us in really extreme polarities and uh, a lot of self-judgment about who's right and who's wrong. Mm-hmm. And I feel along the way, um, we, we have missed a pandemic that has been there all along, um, a psychological pandemic, I'll say. And it's, it's this feeling of, I am not enough. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's go anywhere in the world, any different cultures, especially when we are influenced by, you know, uh, civilization and more modernity, right? Mm-hmm. We tend to feel we are not enough. Mm-hmm. And I think that not enoughness comes from a place of disconnection, not knowing who we are. And so, so my work, you know, starts to lean in or my healing work that I do with people is to help them understand that they are whole to begin with. They're enough. It's only that when you can make that mindset shift or a consciousness shift, then the healing energy will start flowing. And it's also, I found out, because um, I will just say up front that I've been working with you now for, I guess, what you have the 13 weeks um, life quest I've done. I think I'm on the second one now. Yeah, you're on the second one. Uh, I guess we worked since last September, I think. Yeah, yeah last September. And yeah. the transformation that I personally have seen from doing life quest is amazing. And um, it, But it is all about really you just bringing in these, these um, tools and techniques that can help me really just step into more of my energy, more of my authenticity. And what I'm really here to do is really bring out my essence. I, I had the vision right now of like the Lotus, mm-hmm. you know, like I'm just, I'm just, just unfolding, which is beautiful. And so I'd like you to talk a bit about um, life quests and how you take people through it. Okay, sure. Um, again, the fundamental principles is exactly what I just shared before, is to help you remember that you're not broken, that you're whole to begin with, that you're enough. And my job and my role is to be the mirror. And with the help of astrology, I could see a few steps ahead of you, ahead of myself, about what can we expect. You know, it's like a weather forecast. And uh, the second element to the life quest is, of course, nature connected coaching, which is really just being present, you know. Um, and this is where uh, I learned this from Earth Based Institute based in Colorado and um, un- un- under the mentorship of Michael Josper. And uh, he, he really taught me how to be present, right? <laughs> And, and this, this, this has a lineage of, of what, what, how to track, you know, animals in, in the forest. So, so a lot of our work, instead of tracking landscapes uh, in the jungle, in the forest or something, where we can track the landscape of, of a person's psychology. So we act as a soul guide, someone who helped them remember again, what it means to be who they are. Right. And, Eventually, I developed something about myself, which is something I call the personal philosophy, which I get people to write the first thing that they work with me. Because I think the first thing that we need to do when it comes to doing anything 
in life is to know yourself, right? So the personal philosophy um, reflects your passion, your purpose, what is possible for you, your vision, your basic principles of life. And then the fifth one is your mission on the pathway that you want to walk. So I take people out of the fixed mindset and the growth mindset thing and into self-authorship to write so that you can discover who you are. So even though, you know, we are not in nature doing this coaching together because this is obviously not in person, you know, you're in the States and I'm over here in Asia. Um, through these exercises, you're basically tracking your, your internal landscape, which is also your nature. And, and this little signpost I created um, helps us to understand where we are going in the journey. And uh, lastly, I brought in the lifeline technique, which I learned from uh, Dr. Darren Weissman, um, which is all about trans elevating the consciousness so we can shift those reactive emotion that comes from the subconscious um, to go back to harmony, which is the love and gratitude, which is the universal healing frequency, right? So the life quest is a a unique system or a process I bring people through that works on the conscious and subconscious mind at the same time. And, uh, you know, just coloring what I had experienced before, it's a rites of passage, right? It's a hero's journey that, that I, I guide you through. And I think that's why it's so satisfying for me to do it because I've experienced it myself, my own journey from life. Um, what I've experienced in 10 years could be shortened down to 13 weeks. Yeah. Yeah. And it's dynamic. And I also do like the fact that you bring that astrology in because for myself, that's exactly how we met doing evolutionary astrology. You obviously took it all the way to the certification and I just dabbled in it for a little bit, but it was super fun and um, a great way to understand astrology and how the soul moves through with this beautiful, um, this beautiful plan, this beautiful blueprint. As soon as we're here, this, you know, we get this and a lot of people don't understand the, because I mean, astrology is complex and there's a lot of different variations of it, but the fact that how you weave it into the life quest and what you offer, it's beautiful because it's, it really just for myself, it met me where I was at. And like you said, it gives guideposts. You can look up ahead and go, okay, what's coming in the next month, what's coming the next you know quarter and things to kind of look out for things to work with for myself and where I'm at. So I absolutely love the life quest, what you've put together, as well as working with the evolutionary astrology. Yeah, definitely. Um, with the life quest, one thing is different when it comes to, to how I use astrology there is, is instead of me giving you answers about who you are, um, the astrology of your chart helps me to guide the questions I need to ask you, right? These powerful questions so that you find your own answers. I think answers that you receive from the outside is not as powerful as the answers you receive from the inside. This is the reason why we call the answers within insights, right? And it's insights, right? Where you see something from within. It, when you can experience something for yourself, um, it, it makes, it, it leaves a mark of, 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 um, long-term and sustainable change it you embody the teaching 
and you get connected to the teacher that is living inside of you, the intelligence that is inside of you, and you learn how to listen to that voice. So it's more than just, you know, um, resolving your life in life quests, get more money, happier relationships, get healthier. I think the important thing about life quest is to remember your message that, 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 that life has planned for you. Yeah. That, yeah. That totally makes sense. And I love that too. If you're really empowering your clients to step into who they are without you giving them all the answers. Cause I know, you know, we can go to people and they can tell us all kinds of things and, you know, do this, do that. But it's like, it's, it's really like you meeting each client. Cause that's what you've done for myself is you've met me where I was at in my journey and assisted me in moving forward to, to the next, it's like step-by-step. Definitely. Yeah. And, and also another aspect to the life quest is that I am not doing this for you, right? I'm doing this with you. And the best analogy to do that is that we're going on a hike together, right? And we're climbing this mountain of humanity that is you. And, and we're traversing through the landscape of your, of your mountain. And I happen to have the map on my hand <laughs> and then you're just following me, but I can't walk that journey for you, right? I may be, I may be one, two steps ahead of you, but I'm not any higher than you or lower than you, right? That I don't come to a place that I fix your problems or I, I try to get rid of those things in your life. That's not how I work uh, because um, it doesn't work in the long term, right? I'll, I'll get drained. So there's a reason why um, now that I approach my work in such a way as a healer, as um, someone who is in the borderline, the middle of a therapist and a coach. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I don't get drained. I, I feel in, in fact revitalized and inspired by, by my clients and especially you, Teresa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I'm inspired by you too, Chiron. And I know for myself that it's also brought back a lot of hope. And that's really what I wanted to kind of bring back mm-hmm. forward from um, earlier. What we talked about is, you know, people not having hope in their life right now and not feeling that, you know, how to move forward with things. And so it's really finding and resonating with people like you that can assist them um, on either understanding more about their the astrology, understanding how to work more with what they have, really the gifts they already have, and having that hope to move forward. Because there are a lot of people right now who are very affected by all that's gone on and, you know, and still what's going on on the planet. Okay. Um, you know, when I, when I hear that, when I, when I hear the word hopelessness, um, it reminds me of my own journey really, um, because I've been there many times, uh, where there's no answers (laughs) anymore. There's only what's left was faith and your connection to God and whatever God means to you. And what I mean by that is higher power, right? And it, it humbles me. Hopelessness humbles me to a point where I understand, wow, I, have, I don't have the answers. So in a way, it's, it's kind of amazing to be in that space because that space of uncertainty, of, of true hopelessness is a moment of infinite possibilities, right? Fear and excitement creates the same physiological response. But what differentiated is our association and interpretation of it. 
So to give people a very practical advice, you got to start rewriting your narrative about the world, about who you are. And even if you might not believe what you wrote, wrote down, you know, is, is this false positivity? Um, it's not that, you know, it's really just rewriting. What are you choosing to see in the world? Wherever you place your awareness, that's where the energy goes. So it starts, it starts there, right? Um, and it really, what really got me out is the willingness to see that because I, I wasn't willing when I was in that little, uh, what do you call it? You know, the black hole of downward spiral of emotions. I wasn't willing to see that. Mm-hmm. And, and I'll say that the unwillingness continued <laughs> until I was at the end of the tunnel, right? So wherever you are in your journey, we are all healing from something. And that's what, that's what my mentor tend to say, you know, Dr. Darren tends to say, we are all healing from something. So whichever tunnel you're in, keep walking, right? Keep walking. And, and towards the end of the tunnel, you'll see there's a saving grace from life because the truth is the universe is here for us to support us. We just have to be willing to A, ask for help, B, humble ourselves that's, hey, maybe I don't know. Maybe I do need help. Maybe I do, you know, maybe I can take a leap of faith regardless of my fears. And change the narrative. And change the narrative. Because when I was eight years old, when people say that I was sentenced to be medicated my whole life, that was the narrative. Mm-hmm. And the turning point for me is to see that that's not true. All right. I'm going against the grain. That's not true. I've tried this 10,000 times, <laughs> not doing it again. Mm-hmm. And you know, what's the worst can happen? You know, mm-hmm. that's true hopelessness. When you say that, what's the worst that can happen there? That's true hopelessness. You're not hoping for anything else anymore. And then it's like, Hey, the game is on to take the leap of faith. Because you know, you know that whatever is behind of you is definitely not working. So stop trying that. You got to try something else. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I do like what you said about we're all healing from something. I mean, there's not a soul on the planet that hasn't been through some type of trauma, some type of, yeah. you know, um, horrific things in their life, whether it be death or whatever. I mean, all kinds of things go on that we all go through. But it's definitely um, getting to that point where, and I think a lot of people right now are to that point of changing the narrative and also understanding the bigger picture. So right now on the planet, I mean, well, that's, that's why I'm enthusiastic about being here and why I started this podcast, because I want to share with people that there is a bigger picture in life. There's a bigger spiritual picture. There are people out there who like you, Chiron, who are, you know, of service and who are from their heart and who are really, you know, walking your talk and rocking your journey and helping others along their way too. And that this is an incredible time to be on the planet. There's no question. It's funny because someone recently was saying how, you know, what is there, 8 billion or something on the planet? Like the the most people have ever been on the planet as right now. Well, it's because we're here right now to experience this. And even in the midst of all the craziness that's going on, which always goes on, there's always something going on. You know, there it's, it's a big time to be here and it's super exciting. Yeah. and also it's super, what do you call it? You know, dissociating as well, because the, the energies are intense. 
mm-hmm. and and if you're not if you're not willing to make that transformation, it's gonna get more painful, right? So imagine you have a force just trying to break everything and change, and there's another force of resistance. It hurts even more to to be in a place of resistance, right? Mm-hmm. And especially knowing uh, what happened in 2020 with the Pluto Saturn conjunction, um, as it's the, the energy is still carrying on for the next many years uh, ahead of this, and 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 the United States is going through the Pluto return right now, and all of that energy is it's it's destabilizing energy so it's really intense right so i'm not saying that we should okay let's go full on let's transform you know you know sometimes transformation doesn't have to be that intense mm-hmm. sometimes it look it may look like hey i'm grounding all right i'm going back to the forest can it's time to simplify our lives and going back to the whole, I am not enough thing. We think we need this. We need, we feel we need to take the next spiritual workshop. We need to see this person. We need to have tarot astrology, Chinese astrology and everything to tell me about my life. Actually we don't, right? If, if, if you really simplify everything and if you don't feel like you have the finance to see a coach or a therapist, go to nature. It's free. Yeah. And and nature, you know, don't say that if you're living smack right in the city, you say that nature is not available. Nature is available everywhere. You are nature, right? Mm-hmm. Even just by looking at the sun and look, appreciating the rain, willing to stop and experience how beautiful life is because it's so fragile. That shifts everything. And that consciousness shift is 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 what we are really needing in this world right now. You know, to, to, to see the world again as a beautiful place rather than a place that is broken. Mm-hmm. Totally agree with you. And also, um, the thing that comes to me as you're saying that is that, if anything, I've for myself, out of coming all these last couple of years since 2020, is I've recognized how life is short. And mm-hmm. that like, you know, hey, it, it's on. Like, I'm, I'm here right now. I need to, you know, work on experience, have fun. But you're so right, Chiron. Like the last couple months, it's been like I've had to take down days. I've I've had to really, you know, be out in nature or take quiet time and be, get off of the internet, get off of I'm mean, out of in front of the computer because it's it's a constant and that feeling of burning out or that feeling of you know overwhelming myself. I I just have to take a break. Yeah. Yeah, we are, we are, we are at this point. Most of us are burnout. <laughs> so so you know, even I am burnout, right? Like I'm not gonna cover up just because I'm a coach that resolves burnout doesn't mean I don't experience burnout. Like the burnout is real. I mean, in fact, because I have burnout, that's why I'm doing this. <laughs> and and it starts with me, right? I had to work on myself. I had to understand why I'm burnout. And, and, what, and, you know, one of the fundamental reasons is because I'm repressing the pain that is too, too hard to bear. Mm-hmm. And, and the burnout is a sign that, that needs to be respected, right? Usually we are not burned out because we did too much. We are burned out because we had all these triggers that we get from our relationships and the stresses of life in our, of our environment. And then we use this, this life energy to repress all this emotion down. We get distracted in social media. We're addicted to so many different things. That creates the burnout. But if we decide to live authentically, be true to ourselves, that we will never numb ourselves, at least we try, uh, you know, we can see that 
your life energy starts to come back and I start to see that creativity starts to come back. That's the first sign for me. I start to feel inspired again. Even just by looking in the sun, you know, the simple things can be very healing. So the answer to burnout is not self-care, but self-love. I mean, it sounds very different. It sounds similar, but it's actually very different. The self-care means you could take a vacation, that's self-care, right? But you can come back to the same trigger response environment that is filled with stress. You're going to get burned out again. But what I mean by self-love is really look into the triggers, really work through it, see what's, what's really going on to your nervous system and see if you can regulate that, see if you need someone to help you process certain things. Then go on your vacation, then come back and see what's the difference. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And I like to say that's about being sincere with your, with the spiritual part of your life and who you are as a being and, and go having the, the ability and the, um, I guess what's the word I want to say, the, um, the feeling to, to go there. Like, I mean, you know, cause some people it, it's hard, it's hard to do some of this work and look at yourself and go inward, but it's the only, for myself, it's the only way that I'm going to be able to move to the next, where, where I want to go next. And that's for my journey because every journey is unique and different. And, you know, what, what I'm doing for myself may not work for other people and that's okay. And that's why there are a lot of people in the world of service right now, especially in the spiritual world and astrology and um, metaphysics and different things like that, that are, are, you know, of support. So it's really finding that people, the person that, you know, you really resonate with, but being sincere about your spiritual part and, and really what you want to accomplish in your, your journey while you're here. Exactly. And I think one of the biggest lessons for, for us is to receive. Mm-hmm. And why is it so hard to receive? It's because re- receiving is vulnerable. You don't get to control it. Mm-hmm. You don't get to control what you receive, but you get to control when you give, right? <laughs> so I think people like us, you know, healers, entrepreneurs who, who lives in a high stress environment. We, we, we pick up these things and we give so much and we, we, we ask so little. In fact, there's a lot of shame that goes around it that, that stops us from receiving. And also this sense of superiority that we are better to, than, than someone else that, that we can do this healing work. Um, I know I had it. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. Um, but, but it really, the healing comes when I really humble myself, that I'm not above God, that I'm not above earth, right? This is why I think I live, I truly live the myth of Chiron. It's why my name is Chiron. Um, just a long story short, the myth of Chiron is that he's half horse, half human. That's his look. But basically half God, half mortal and half immortal. And, and basically he was wounded by a poison arrow and he couldn't die. And the, the only way to release his pain is to sacrifice himself to save Prometheus, which is another God that was being punished by Zeus for stealing fire for humanity. <laughs> so, so how does this relate to me is that I had to surrender my superiority complex that I'm better than another one. And, and someone needs healing and I have the healing tools that I need to heal someone. So it doesn't work that way, right? Healing doesn't work that way. If we are righteous about of, of what that, that person needs, who knows, maybe that person need the disease or that symptoms to tell him or her the message that they need to listen. And if you cut in as a healer to say that you need to heal your own thing, then perhaps you're interrupting the process. 
so 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 as healers as you know as people who wants to really make a shift in the world we have to listen deeply we have to be humble ourselves that maybe fixing all these things is really not the way to create healing <laughs> yeah i feel it's really just meeting each person where they're at and just kind of like giving that support of okay so how can i assist you how can i work with you what where are you at in your journey? What do you need at this moment? Yeah, we need to listen more, right? And and be in a place of serving rather than fixing or helping. There's actually a very powerful article which I can share with you and you can put in the show notes. It's by mm-hmm. uh, Rachel Raymond. And she, she shared the differences between serving, helping and fixing. And I um, I don't remember what other, you know, the, 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 the different uh, statements that she wrote in there. And uh, I think it would be great for people to just have a look at it and read it instead of me. Yeah, great. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, Chiron, it's been so awesome having you back this time and sharing again about um, where you're at and, and, you know, ways that you can support people through LifeQuest and your evolutionary astrology sessions. And I will have all that in the show notes. And um, I will also put this, this in there too, what you just mentioned, that article. So that'll be in the show notes too, to check that out. And, um, is there any, I want to ask you, is there any last things you want to say about where we're at right now? Cause we're moving into spring and, um, as astrologically, like for the next maybe <laughs> few months or I you're like, Oh, good. damn trees. So and now you go into astrology on me. <laughs> I mean, sure, sure, sure. I mean, that, that's fun. Right. I mean, April is, is fireworks for, for all of us. We, we're going to get, I mean, when I say fireworks, um, it could mean both, both ways in a way that is really inspiring fireworks and also triggering for some people and i will say that it's triggering only if you don't want to let go of your attachments to what was before right you sometimes you have to let go of something comfortable to achieve your happiness Mm -hmm. and happiness does not mean it's comfortable um, so what's happening is jupiter and neptune will form a conjunction in April, and then the Venus will start to join um, the, the giants, right? The Jupiter and Neptune. And these energies is very, very healing, actually. With, with, with so much going on in the world right now, and the separation, the war, and, and all the stuff going on, I, I'm very certain of this energy. It's, it brings more of the compassionate side of things. Um, to see the bigger picture within everything rather than who's winning and who's losing and who's right and who's wrong. Um, to come into uh, the oneness consciousness again, and start loving each other. Um, on a personal level, I'll say that it's a great time for some form of spiritual initiation um, to declutter things that you don't need anymore <laughs> and, and really remember the truth of who you are. Um, you are not your identity. You're not your job. You're not your responsibilities. Perhaps you could let it go, right? Uh, I mean, you want happiness, but sometimes we hold on to things that stops us from getting happiness. And it's not that it's not because we are ignorant or anything. It's just because it gives us some level of comfort or security. And with the Jupiter Neptune energy, um, we have to let go of that security and trust life again. So what's, what's really happening is really just healing our relationship with life, the, the bigger nature of things. 
And then towards late April, <laughs> we have the eclipses and the eclipse seasons will start to hit. This is why I say it's a firework. It's just back-to-back uh, soul transformation. And um, also, if you embrace it, it's, it's a very liberating experience. Um, it's like being on a surfboard, riding a huge wave. It, it really depends on you. You want to see it scary? Yeah, it is scary. But if you want to see it as exciting and it's fun, it's exciting and it's fun. <laughs> I love being on my paddleboard, so I'm going to go for the fun and exciting. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the thing that we have a choice at least to choose how we would like to see the world. You know, I think if if there's any takeaway in this podcast, um, start rewriting your narrative mm-hmm. about who you are, about others, about the world. And there's three very important questions which I just shared with you, Teresa. Mm-hmm. How do you create yourself? How do I create myself? How do I create others? How do I create the world? Um, these are really amazing three um, questions that you can use to uh, start how you to rewrite your narrative. Because when you become your own author of your life, then you become your own authority of your life. You create the rules. Bring it on. Yeah, bring it <laughs> That's on. That's what I'll say, bring it on. Bring it Thank on, you. yeah. Bring it on. Thank you so much, Chiron, for coming on today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Enthusiastically Spiritual. I hope you enjoyed listening in on Chiron's evolutionary astrology, some of his insights about where we're at and what's kind of coming up the next month or so, and about his life quest technique his um, sessions, and also how to work with him for his evolutionary astrology sessions. And all of that will be in the show notes. Believe it or not, when you arrived back for another life, you were enthusiastic to be here. If you've lost that enthusiastic feeling, well, there's a way to reawaken it. It's by embracing a bigger spiritual picture of your life as a soul and igniting the feeling of spiritual freedom within. So if you are ready and needing some more enthusiastic mojo for your life, follow the link in the show notes where you can access a free video series created by the Wayshowers College and start recapturing the enthusiasm you have within for your unique journey.